0: What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of the OTC Outside the Comics podcast is in your life. Episode 14 on this Wednesday night. It is pouring as hell outside. I wouldn't say pouring as hell, it's just raining, but very soon it's going to be like, you know, raining cats and dogs and ferrets and chinchills and all that shit. But I don't know, like. For me, it's 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 good because I actually like the rain. I don't like it when it's really too hot or, you know, way too cold. Like, every now and then when the rain is set, it's, like, good to, like, stay indoors, especially at night. I don't know, it kind of helps me sleep better in in some variety of sorts. But enough with the weather, enough with the weather. We have so much to talk about. Like, I said before that I was going to be moving... My podcast from Tuesday nights to Wednesday nights. And apparently... uh, I think that Wednesday nights is definitely the best time to do it. Because... So much news... For some odd reason. Like there are so many breaking news. And there's so much news that goes out over the weekend. And it's at a point where it's like... You know what? Wednesday night, the middle of the week... Would be the best time to actually record an episode. And... Turns out that I was right again because we got so much shit to talk about tonight. Before we continue on, I uh, just wanted to give a brief announcement. on Not really an announcement, but it's more of a, uh, a uh, little change. By this weekend, I'm going to be getting a new computer, which means chances are this will be the last time. This either might be the second last time or the very last episode that will be on Anchor because... Since I'm going to be getting a new computer very soon, I'm going to be creating my own content, my own introduction, which is why you're not really getting a theme for this episode. I'm going to be crea- uh, be creating my own stuff, and it'll be uploaded onto iTunes and SoundCloud. This way, it'll be easier to subscribe. Uh, you can actually get all the content that you want. It'll be easier to find me instead of going through one app if you're not you know, getting the app of Anchor if you don't like it for whatever reason. And uh, I think it's going to be good for me because once I get my new computer, I'll be able to not only create content that is uploaded through my voice, but also to create content through video format. This way, if you don't want to listen, but rather watch and listen, you could always have that option. And I feel like it's a good time to do that because... Now that I'm working every single day, a lot more of my nights have been free. And now it's at a point where I actually want to expand the growth of the podcast just a little bit more. Which is why I'm thinking about creating a second podcast that just like focuses more on movies that are overhyped and then don't do very well creative-wise. That may do well in the box office, but it's like, eh. I'm not saying like Rotten Tomatoes. Certified Unfresh or whatever the hell they talk about, but like a quick example, this past weekend I actually did watch The Incredibles two, and I watched Jurassic World two, and I'm not gonna spoil any of those movies. I'm gonna be doing a, a review on Incredibles two later on, but you know, I it's 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 at a point where it's like okay, you watch the movie and. There's just so much that goes on where I'm thinking to myself, yo, who wrote this shit? Like, did they actually have time to, like, go through the drafts? Or did they actually have time to, like, go through everything? And it's like, seriously, who wrote the screenplay? And what made the director think that these were good ideas to be portrayed onto the movie? So, I'm literally at that mindset where I feel like I should talk about other movies that... Seem like good ideas on paper, but then the execution is just very, very poor. And it's at a point where I'm like, you know what? I love talking about films in general. Should I expand to, like, other movies that are so well-liked by other people? But it's at a point where I'm like, eh, maybe I should talk about it in in my own way. You know, just give my opinion on it. I don't know. We'll We'll see. We'll see. But... It's pretty much going to be the major plan as of right now. Um, if I do create a second podcast, I'll definitely let you guys know when it's going to be uploaded, where you can find it, what's going to be called, and so on and so forth. What the introduction is going to be. How am I going to present it. If it's going to be identical to this or <clears throat> excuse me, uh, if it's going to be used in one way... Uh, or if it's going to be done in another way, I don't know. Like, I'm still jotting down ideas and what I'm going to do. But for now, it's for now. My main plan is for everything to be on iTunes and SoundCloud because I feel like that's going to be the main po- uh, platforms for me to create my own content. Uh, until then, um, like I said, this will be either the last or the second to last episode on Anchor. So Anchor has. I would like to thank Anchor for giving me the opportunity to actually start my content, but now I think it's time for me to move on into bigger, better things. Um, There are tons and tons of contents and apps that you can use to try to uh, record your own podcast, listen to other people that are also beginning, creating small segments. If you want to listen to anything else, you can still keep the app if you want, but this, again, this might be the last time that I'll be able to use it. Because I do want to get my new computer, or at least a refurbished one, whichever the case. And I definitely want to switch over platforms as best I can, and then promote my podcast through other means. Um... Now that I have 15 episodes, well, 14, this is actually going to be fourteen. Uh, this is the 14th episode. Now that I'm getting 14 episodes in, I feel like this is an opportunity for me to grow a little bit more, learn from my mistakes of what I've been doing, edit my content as best I can, make it a little bit more fun, maybe, maybe make it a little bit more comedic. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. Huh, that's weird. <laughs> and of course, that buzzing sound is actually going to stop. So, yeah, that's what I feel like is going to happen. i uh, a little exhausted. Another long day of work. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, uh, let's see. A lot of stuff to talk about, once again. Um, first, we're going to dive into DC News or Marvel News, or maybe we should just focus on... Other news that are not related to that, get that out of the way, and then we focus on DC and Marvel. Uh, I think it was either today or yesterday, uh, yesterday that just recently occurred. The new Predator, The Predator trailer just occurred, and if you guys don't remember, The Predator has been uh, gone over from the comics to the movies from Dark Comics, uh, Dark Horse comics into movies. And it's at a point where it's like. <clears throat> oh man. Oh, can't be yawning again. Whew. Very very tired. At least it's not midnight. <laughs> uh, it's at a point where it's like. I've seen the trailer. It's in my second trailer. And I feel like this showed a little bit too much. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key actually told one of the uh, Yo Mama jokes. Where it's like. If your mom had a vagina or if there was a rating for her vagina, I'm paraphrasing here. If there's a rating for her vagina, it's rated E for everyone, which was kind of funny. I'm like, eh, eh, that's such a Keegan-Michael Key joke. Holy shit. Um, I like seeing Keegan-Michael Key. I feel like, you know, it's definitely a great platform for him to break out more in terms of films. I hope that we get to see him more in uh, comedy-type films, especially ones in... Rated our horror films. Uh, and he'll be the comic relief. Which is definitely something that you will see him do. Uh, I watch him a lot in terms of Key and Peele on Comedy Central. And I think that ended like around 2012 or 2013 if I'm not mistaken. And don't forget Jordan Peele actually won an Oscar for his horror movie Get Out for Best Original Screenplay. So I feel like... I, I'm, I'm a little bit more excited to see him in terms of more movies that he could be portrayed into. But for the new Predator trailer, uh, it's really nothing new. Um, apparently, if you watch the trailer, uh, there's going to be an Ultra Predator, like the Ultimate Predators, and I feel like at this point it's like beating the dead, uh, beating a dead horse. Completely, because if you watch the movie, uh, AVP Requiem, which is the sequel to Alien vs. Predator, it's like, how much recycled plot points are they going to do when they're going to have a regular Predator and they're going to have an Ultra Predator that both are going to face into, uh, they kind of did that with the second movie, they kind of did that with the remake, now they're doing it with this one. And. I don't know. It's like. How. How many times are we going to recycle the same idea over and over and over. Not to mention. And I feel like since I watched the the, the trailer through my phone. I thought that there was something wrong with the lighting. Like. When you watch a trailer and you feel like. Or you see that it's very very dark. It's like. Holy shit. Um. Is Shane Black really directing this, Is not going to focus a lot on lighting. Because I feel like everything is just so dark where you're going to see everything in silhouette form. And that's really a big issue when it comes to dark horror movies. Because it's one thing about having everything dark tone and everything at night. Obviously, that's a central theme for horror films. I get it. But when it comes to, like, action horror... There's a point where it has to be done and it has to be used correctly. And I feel like with the movie, it's it's clear that the director or the writers or whoever clearly has not learned from their mistakes. And everything is just going to be so dark where you're barely going to see it. And... I'm not really raising my hopes on the trailer, on the movie at all, based on the trailer of what we've seen. But that's just my two cents. So, I don't know, if you guys seen the trailer, and if you guys have a different opinion, you can definitely let me know on my Twitter and my Instagram. Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the movie is going to drop September 14th, if I'm not mistaken. So, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Moving on into other news, other comic-related news. Uh, Todd McFarlane, the writer and creator of Spawn, is going to be coming to New York City Comic-Con Saturday and Sunday, which will be October 6th and 7th. Yes, 6th and 7th. He's going to be showing up. Um, I don't know if he's going to be in one of those regular venues that you get to see over in the regular platforms when you go into the Comic-Con venues in general. Where you get to like uh, watch or talk to uh, regular people over at the floor. I think you have to pay like a crap load of money in order to see him. I'm not 100% sure of how it's done. But if you have not filed in your or filled in your fan verification form and you definitely want to talk or acquire his work and uh you definitely want to talk to him and see if you can get some kind of autograph picture, which I'm sure he's gonna charge a shitload of money. If it's not hundred dollars like they did with Stan Lee years ago, or um Kevin Conroy or Last year, they did Kevin Conroy, um, uh, Tara Strong, and Mark Hamill, and you had to pay a shitload of money just to meet them, and I was so pissed off that I really, really wanted to meet them because it's like, dude, they are the voice actors for the Batman The Animated Series, and I grew up on that shit. It's probably... that That's like nostalgia for me, and... Massive massive fan base of what of just just oh my god I can't even speak very well because it, it was such a big deal. Comic-con is always a fun time. If you have not really set foot in Comic Con, I suggest you do that. I, I suggest you take the time. You can go on Thursday, which I'm going to be into. Uh, Which I'm going to. Um, You can go on Friday. You can go on the weekend. Since I'm working a lot on the weekend. I knew Thursday would be the best chance for me to go. And. uh, Comic Con is always fun. It really really is. It's like anything else. It's like if you're going to Vegas. Or if you're going on a trip. Or if you're going on vacation. You definitely need to bring money for shopping. And. And. You could be definitely one of those guys where it's like, oh, I'm not going to be spending that much money. Yeah, you're going to be spending way more than you think. Trust me. Uh, I definitely want to give the chance to go into reading independent comics. One of the ones that I completely forgot the author's name, but this new independent comic called Off Girl and if you've been listening to a couple of my episodes before, not a couple, but maybe like around my early episodes when I started recording, Off Girl is basically, mm-hmm. ah, there's that buzz again. Huh, Shut up, buzz. Uh, Off Girl is basically about a young girl that apparently kills evil people around her when she gets an orgasm. Very unique. If you're into that sort of thing, you can definitely check it out. Uh, if you go on Google, search up Off Girl, uh, Off Girl Comics, I highly, highly recommend the read. I already have, like, three or four issues that released to her. I'm definitely gonna get more. Hopefully, I can get them, uh, by the time before the podcast, not the podcast, before the, uh, Comic-Con venues begin, and I, I, I enjoy reading it. I definitely enjoy reading it. <laughs> Woo! Oh, getting tired here. Huh? Oh, hate getting tired. I'm always getting tired when I'm recording these late night shows. Huh. Ain't that something? But moving on. Um, you know what I've com- completely forgot? Luke Cage Season 2 was on June 22nd. And I have not watched a single episode yet. Uh, if I'm going to take me about a week. And I'll be able to review everything. Like maybe give an in-depth review on Luke Cage Season 2. Um, A couple people have already told me what they thought about it, and they have not really given much thought into it. I feel like at this point, Marvel's Netflix shows have dwindled down a little bit since The Defenders. Actually, no, since um, uh, Iron Fist Season 1. If you have not watched Iron Fist, don't worry about it because it's a huge waste of time. You can look up an, a, a recap rap on YouTube or maybe you can do like a, a, a quick review from other YouTubers and other channels. Like, it's it's a complete waste of time. And if I'm saying it's a waste of time, you know I'm telling the truth. It's a complete waste of time. Marvel's Netflix shows have definitely dwindled down a little bit. I don't know if it's because of lack of creative, uh, the creativity. I don't know if they're just recycling the same ideas over and over. Or I don't know if they're trying their best to try to make a cohesive story. From what I've heard, since the Defenders, they're not really making a Season 2 on the Defenders. Which means, if we are going to get a crossover again, it's probably going to be one or two characters together. And not... More than that, which is fine because if you remember watching The Defenders, if you haven't watched it, no spoilers if you haven't watched it yet, but if you haven't watched The Defenders, it's very, very hard to make a cohesive storyline for 13 to 15 episodes within a particular season where you're focusing so much on individual characters as they have an equal amount of screen time. It's very hard to try to divide that out because. You want to uh, have a, bla- uh, a basic, the fuck am I saying? A basic plot point from the beginning all the way to the end, but you can't really do that when you jumble so many characters when they all have their individuality and their storylines, and you're trying to mix them all together. With Infinity War, it actually worked in some cases. Uh, it actually worked because. The MCU was building to that point. Marvel's Netflix shows has not really been building that much. Like to me, they were kind of going off as they were. As the creativity and as the writing team just kept on going and going. But that's just my personal opinion. Um, Daredevil season one worked very well. Jessica Jones worked. The Punisher, although it slowed down a little bit, it worked. Luke Cage, it's definitely slowed down, but it kind of worked in some ways. I haven't finished Jessica Jones Season 2 yet. I'm so behind in that. I definitely want to see that before Luke Cage Season 2. Hopefully, I can get those two done, and I can probably review them both for the next episode of the podcast. So, be mindful of that. Um, So, if you haven't watched Luke Cage Season 2, go ahead. Go for it. Um... Yeah, <laughs> had a little brain fart there, but yeah, Luke Cage season two, uh, go into that, and um, yeah, I'll probably talk about it in my next episode. Uh, more news tomorrow. The DC Universe, the new cable content for, uh, DC Comics is actually going to be. Dropping knowledge in terms of what they're going to do or how their provider is going to be. So, whether it's going to be involving TV shows, movies, or digital comics within the content. We're going to be getting more news about that tomorrow or probably the next day. So, by next episode, I'll probably uh, talk about that as well. So, be aware of that. Um, pretty much that's about it in terms of other news in general. Um, for the next segment of this podcast, I'm definitely going to be doing a review of The Incredibles 2. I know they're not comic book related, but they are superheroes, and I'm like, eh, just talk about it, so what? No spoilers, of course. (laughs) No spoilers. Um, we're dropping down to DC News. DC Comics. We're going to be dropping down into DC comic related stuff. Some Batman, Supermans, and Wonder Woman's. Okay, maybe not Supermans and Batmans, but still. Uh so apparently we've been getting teased a lot since the past couple of weeks. Wonder Woman 1984 was supposed to drop a trailer. Um, actually, no. Aquaman was supposed to uh drop a trailer literally this past couple of weeks, but apparently The studios was like, eh, we're going to wait until San Diego Comic-Con. And apparently, it's not only Aquaman trailer that's supposed to be for that, but Wonder Woman 1984, a trailer is supposed to get dropped on July 21st. And there's already been a lot of photos leaked for Kristen Wiig as Barbara Minerva. Apparently that's the real name for Cheetah, the villain Cheetah, Wonder Woman's villain Cheetah. I had no idea what her name was, by the way, until I saw that in the news. I'm like, "Oh, Barbara Minerva. Ain't that something?" Huh. Okay. The trailer um we've already gotten a lot of praise for Wonder Woman. Al Pacino, get this. Al Pacino Scarface, he actually praised Gal Gadot. As Wonder Woman, he praised her so much. Where he's like, "And eh, she's he, doing good." She had a terrible Al Pacino voice. And eh, she's doing good. She's she, she's going to do real great. Said a to my little friend. She's doing very really good. She's doing very really good indeed. I, I I probably want to go home with 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 Wonder Woman, who doesn't. <laughs> but we're supposed to be getting a trailer at San Diego Comic Con, uh, July twenty first. Hopefully, it's before then. Um. I'm definitely going to see... I'm only going to see one trailer, one trailer only. That's just how... That, that's, that's just... That's, that's how I roll. That's how I do this. That's how I get shit done. <laughs> uh, other DC-related news. Jane Levy, or Levi, is down to play Batgirl in the Gotham Sirens movie, or in the new Gotham Sirens movie, Birds of Prey. I don't know who Jane Leva, I'm sure I've seen her in a lot of movies. Um, This actually brings to my point in terms of, there's going to be a lot of people that's going to want to play Batgirl, but what redhead... Okay, I'm going to be very honest. I want a natural redhead to actually play Batgirl. I don't want a girl to actually dye her hair. If they are going to dye their hair red, I want it to be that crimson red you know, that we see in a lot of Batgirl films, not films, but content in terms of the Injustice game and the animated series and, you know, video games in general and um, animated movies and things like that. Like, I want a natural redhead to play Batgirl. That's just me being nostalgic. I'm not hating on blondes. I'm not hating on brunettes. I'm not hating on any of that shit. No, I'm not hating on anybody. I'm just saying... I just want a natural red head, and then they can dye their hair a little bit more, like, crimson red. Because when you're doing it from brown to crimson red, or when you're doing it from, like, br- brunette... Maybe brunette is, like, the, the closest color, but... Uh, like, I know anything about hair colors. I don't know shit. I'm like, fuck, you, you looked at my head? You looked at my head? Yeah, okay. And shave my head every month. Um... As I said before, I want... Whoever's gonna play Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, definitely needs to knock it out of the park. Whoever's gonna cast her in, um, I think Birds of Prey, it's supposed to begin filming or at least go into production around the beginning of the new year, if I'm not mistaken. So whoever's gonna get cast as Batgirl, hopefully the casting directors or the new casting, di- uh, uh, the new. CEO that's in charge of casting for Warner Brothers, since now they're owned by AT&T, hopefully they have enough knowledge in terms of who Batgirl is, who can definitely deliver the role, and if they have what it takes to actually become Batgirl for the franchises to come, and not someone that's like all flip-floppity in terms of, well, I, I, I can do this for a couple more years, but... Maybe not, maybe maybe I will, maybe not, uh, 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 I don't know, Warner Brothers Interference, or I don't know, maybe it's just too much for me to handle. Like Ben Affleck, who we don't even know if he's still going to be for Matt Reeves' solo Batman film. We don't know if it's going to be a younger Batman. We don't know anything at this point. We keep on getting these rumors. We really don't know anything. And at this point, I want a good Batgirl. Like, I want... Nobody to fuck up this character. Like you don't want to screw up Batgirl. Huh. If she is gonna get her own movie very very soon, and this is a big if after Birds of Prey, I wonder what storyline they're actually going to go with. Huh. If you haven't read Batgirl: Death of the Family, I recommend that uh, that read. Um, some new Batgirl, uh, comics, uh, has been getting released as of late, um, a lot of Batgirl issues are, are getting out, um, again, if you haven't gone to your comic, local comic book store, go there, if you don't want to go to your local, local comic book store, this is not a sponsor, by the way, go to X Comics, Cosmix, uh, Cos- Cosmixology, Co- Comicsology. yeah, Comicsology. um, Probably get it there for like two or three ninety nine an issue, or seven ninety nine depending on how popular it is. But yeah, um, if you love Batgirl, if you love redheaded superheroes, uh, go and get yourself a comic. Uh, for the last piece of related DC news, the director for the Flash, I forgot who the director is, but he says that the Flash will be out in twenty twenty. And I quote, uh, quote unquote, if all goes well, unquote. What does that mean exactly? Like, if everything goes well with the DC Extended Universe... If everything goes well with the Justice League or post-Justice League. If everything goes well with AT&T and Time Warner in terms of what other films they're going to make. If everything goes well with the three movies of Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam. Like, what does that mean when all goes well? Is it everything that I just said combined and more? Like uh. The last time we thought that we were getting a Flash movie, we thought we were getting Flashpoint. And for those of you who don't know who Flashpoint is, slight spoilers by the way, so turn this off or cover your ears for the next couple minutes. Flashpoint is basically the Flash going back in time um, to save his mother from being killed. And apparently, uh, this changing time created a ripple effect where everything from that point on... Has been changed drastically. Bruce Wayne dies. Instead of his parents. Um, Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Starts World War 3. Uh, Bruce Wayne's father. Thomas Wayne becomes Batman. Um, Cyborg works for the government. Superman doesn't get found. In Metropolis. You know it's, it's those types of changes. Okay spoilers ended. So. If you haven't read those comics, or if you haven't seen the animated film, uh, the animated movie, uh, Flashpoint, you can definitely give that a good watch. Um, there were tons of rumors about this, about this actually being the main plot point for the new Flash movie. Um, and apparently, we all speculated that because of this movie, if this was going to be a... Changing time sequence that they were going to restart the entire DC Extended Universe but now it's at a point where Matt Reeves may create or the introduction of the DC Dark or DC Underworld or whatever the fuck they're gonna call it that that's gonna launch with Matt Reeves' solo Batman movie all of these ideas are getting thrown out as a hat uh, in in a hat and We don't really know what's going to happen. As a comic book fan, as a movie fan, as a film fan, we really don't know what's going to take place. And if all goes well, I'm putting air quotes here, if all goes well, then maybe we can actually see or get a Flash movie that we actually, you know, deserve. Um, Then again, you could always watch the TV show on the CW. I haven't watched it yet, I know I'm way behind in that, I don't watch, like, it's it's funny, like, I'm a big comic book fan, but I don't really watch a lot of the shows, um, I don't, I don't, because a part of me feels like there's a lot of shows that goes on the, the DC Comics that really don't do interest, I enjoy reading the comic books so much more than watching the shows, you know, when it comes to Marvel, I love watching the shows. I love watching the movies. But when it comes to DC, I rather watch a few of the movies and I rather watch the or read the comics because at least the continuity is actually there with the CW. And I know, I know, I know, I'm like branching out a little bit here, but the reason why I kind of have a problem with the with the CW sh- the shows with Arrow and Supergirl and DC Legends of Tomorrow and the Flash is because. They're doing so much crossovers and it's so hard to pinpoint where everyone is at a particular point in the story unless you start literally from the very beginning. It might be the next show that I'll binge watch because I just finished Game of Thrones literally the other night. It might be the next show that I'll binge watch, but for me to spend like 7 or 8 hours, not even a night, but maybe 3 or 4 hours a night. And then go on from season to season to season. I heard it was pretty good. Don't get me wrong. I heard it was pretty good. Um, A lot of people keep telling me that I need to finish Gotham season 4. And I need to go into season 5 when it comes through. And I need to finish DC Legends of Tomorrow. Even the continuity doesn't make any sense whatsoever. The first season to me was good. And then it just dropped down from the second season. And I feel like, you know, it's... Like I said, it, it's hard to follow a particular story unless you don't have the patience to start literally from the very beginning, you know? So, like I said, maybe in future episodes, I'll spend one episode talking about an in-depth review on certain shows. Because I want to take my time in terms of watching and appreciate what the content is providing to me. I don't want to rush through the shows just to rush through them. No, I want to take my time as a fan. I want to appreciate everything of what goes through. Um, so that's just me. That's that's just me personally. I want to take my time to see what content is being provided to me. You know, that's that's just that's that's just my two cents. Uh, if all goes well, we'll probably get a flash movie in twenty twenty. Probably get the Green Lantern around the, the Green Lantern core around the same time. Uh directed, and I believe it's written and directed, yes, by Jeff Johns. Um so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I feel like that's Dana White's, you know, UFC president's words. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Anyway, that's enough for the DC news, the DC comics news. Let's go into Marvel news. Marvel, oh man, I'm getting way too ahead of myself here, all right, Marvel, Marvel, all right, Let's begin. We actually have a... It's amazing that we have a lot more news for Marvel stuff than we do for DC. I don't know. That's. I find that very, very interesting. We finally get a titled sequel for Spider-Man. And it's called Spider-Man Far From Home. Now, normally, I would do my superhero or supervillain quotes at the end of the episode, but I'm going to do it literally in the middle. Quote-unquote, from Deadpool, Deadpool 2. Looks into the camera. Now, that's just lazy writing. My words to you, Deadpool. Yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is. Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, From what I know, not really much of a spoiler, but I I don't know, cover here for like 30 seconds. Um, They're away on a beach. That's all I know. (laughs) Spider-Man Far From Home. Like... Who comes up with these titles? Like, I'm sure as the movie and as the title gets closer, or, or when production actually goes through, or post-production finishes, we'll probably, like, alright, it's... Screw it, fuck it, we'll we'll accept it in either way. Spider-Man Far From Home? You couldn't call it Spider-Man... I don't know. Homecoming prom Oh I oh hell no, that would have been wor- worse. Spider Man Far From Home. Okay. We know that the sequel is gonna take place after the Infinity War movies hit, after Avengers 4 hits. So it's gonna deal with the aftermath it's not buzzing. It's gonna deal with that aftermath. And Spider Man Far From Home I I I really don't know what to say. Like maybe as anything, the title will be shit, but the movie will probably be as awesome. Maybe not as good as Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire from 2004. Because that, in my opinion, is still the best Spider-Man movie that we have as of late. Um, not as of late, like ever. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Sure, why not? Away on a beach. I don't know if you can swing over in sand. I don't like sand; it gets everywhere. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Spider-Man: Far From Home. I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna think about that for a couple. I'm, I'm Think about that. Just just a little bit. I'm gonna think about that. Anyway, moving on. So Kevin Feige, the CEO of the MCU, promises that the LGBTQ is going to get notarized, not notarized, but it's going to be represented a lot more within future films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, for those of you who don't know, I don't know if I talked about this before, for, but for those of you who don't know, apparently, since Infinity War finished, or when it's a uh, post-production and, you know, crossing over 2 billion worldwide, which... Obviously, I talked about... There have been a lot of people that have been pissed off with... There's a lack of LGBTQ... the There's a lack of lesbian, bisexual, gay, trans, quads... Whatever fuck it's called. Um, there's a lack of representation from them within the movies. And apparently, this caused a ruckus so much... That Kevin Fahey is like, fine. We'll introduce two characters that are part of that community... Or has something to do with that community within the movies. Listen. I don't give a shit if they're introduced or not. I'm willing to bet. If if we have to bet money on this, alright. I am willing to bet. Literally my entire life savings. Which is not much. That... Let's say we see these future films after Avengers 4, after the, you know, the, um, the, 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 the pre-production scripts of, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home and, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and other movies that are heading into production as of, as of right now, um, I'm willing to bet that no matter what characters are represented by this community, that they are still not going to be happy with what they see on the big screen. If there's one thing that I learned a lot from my film classes and my movie classes and, you know, taking uh, classes and working in film and working for anything that involves with entertainment in general, is the fact that not everyone can or will be pleased. You can't please everyone when it comes to making movies. Now, do I have a problem with the LGBTQ um, being represented in, in in future films? Obviously not. Because in TV shows, Batwoman is going to make a crossover with, with Arrow, which is fine. Um, I'm sure someone else may get uh, introduced. I don't know who, what character... That's part of it is going to be, you know, that's going to represent them. I don't know who's going to represent them. I don't know what kind of role they're going to play. I, I have no idea. All I'm saying is no matter what the movies are going to do, there's still going to be that iter bitty part of them in terms of the community, in terms of who the group is represented that are still not going to be happy with what they see. Like, let's backtrack a little bit for a second. There were reports, there were literal reports that the directors for Avengers Infinity War were getting death threats because Hawkeye was not included at all in the film. Death threats! Can you please explain to me... How much of a low-life piece of shit that you have to be to send death threats to the directors of these hard-working films when they're spending hours upon months and years trying to make the best content that they can, that there are reasons for them doing what they're doing, and you want to send them death threats? Really? Really? Fucking really? Dude! You have to be the lowest piece of shit in order to do something like that, and if you want to continue to bitch over a lack of representation over the LGBTq or you know why the majority of black people that were on screen or why they had to disappear and and and, and the most of white people got survived when you know Thanos snapped his fingers or 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 whatever bullshit people bitch about nowadays. It's just so bizarre it really really is, and it's 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 at that point where it's like like serious or oh my god like i I can just go on and on of what people bitch about nowadays now, give me my two cents and I'm going to calm down for a minute, give me my two cents. Whatever Kevin Fahey, the CEO, and whatever the writers, whatever the directors, whatever the producers, whatever the creators of these future films are going to do, they're going to do it because it makes sense in some ways to the story. Because if you introduce certain characters or certain plot points or whatever the case may be, in movies, and it doesn't make sense in terms of continuity, or in terms of storyline, in terms of plot points, in terms of character development, in terms of, uh, climax, in terms of any of that, or dialogue, if it doesn't make sense, it's only going to piss you off more and more, and it's only going to, um, it's only going to raise confusion when the movie is done. Case in point. And... And I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna like... Backtrack just a tiny bit. Case in point. Do you remember... Uh, Domino... When Deadpool 2... When she said... At the end... Towards the ending of the film... She says... Oh hey, there's a reason for... I'm paraphrasing. Oh hey, there's a reason why I'm here. I was raised in this place. Well, not raised. I was actually tortured. That line was so forced, it was supposed to give some kind of background to who Domino was. Because although Domino was again, I don't like the Afro look, but I'm getting over it. Um, yes, Domino was his badass. She was awesome. Like she provided good luck and to herself and bad luck to everybody else. She was great with the gun and she was, you know, she was awesome, badass character. Her funny quips and lines were awesome, all of that. Besides that forced line, which was really unneeded, you really don't know much about her from that movie. You really, really don't know anything about her. And I feel like a a lot of days, that's what a lot of movies are missing in terms of providing their content. They're missing who the characters are and how we can connect to them, what their backstory is. I feel like if people are expecting too much from certain decisions that are made from movies, they're just going to get let down so easily. So whatever plans are done that's going to include the LGBTQ, I'm sure it's going to be done for a reason. All I'm saying is whatever content is being portrayed in front on the big screen... Fucking deal with it. That's all I gotta say. Fucking deal with it. Huh. Alright. Moving on from the MCU thing. Jared Leto. I'm sure you remember him. A lot of you hate him for portraying the Joker. Apparently, he's gonna be in Sony in another Spider Man spin off film, Morbius the Vampire which is another Spider-Man spin-off as I just said. And uh apparently that's going to be part of Sony's little franchise in making Spider-Man f- spin-off films. We already have a confirmation for Venom and I think we're getting a confirmation for uh Silver and Black or yeah, Silver and Black or Black and Silver, however they want to pronounce it or, or portray it. Um The last time I saw about Morbius was in the Spider-Man, the animated series. That's pretty much as much as I know about Morbius. Um, I know he's this humanoid vampire that, uh, experimentation gone wrong and he is now, like, you know, this, uh, bat creature. Very similar to, like, the man bat from... Batman the Animated Series. Oh shit. There is a comparison there. Um, It seems very likely that Sony is now at a point where they're going to spend a lot more money and a lot more time focusing more on Spider-Man spin-off movies and characters. Which is fine. Like it sounds good on paper. As I keep saying before, as long as the execution is there, that's pretty much all I care about. So, Jared Leto as Morbius, um, apparently this is not going to interfere with him as the Joker in the DC Extended Universe, or if they're going to make a movie with Joker and Harley Quinn, uh, it's not going to interfere with that in any way, according to him. So, hmm, Jared Leto as a vampire, I wonder how that's going to look. Eh, as I keep saying, we'll wait and see. Um, other news: the Venom trailer apparently has been viewed more than any other Spider-Man trailer in history. Um, yeah, no shit. Uh, this is pretty much what I keep saying before that. Sony is now in a position where they're focusing more on Spider-Man uh, spin-off characters: Venom, Morbius, Silver and Black. And other characters, I'm sure they're going to do... They'll probably do another spin-off of Blade. I'm not surprised if they'll do that. Um... You know, talking about all these spin-off characters... It makes me kind of want to watch... Um... The, uh... The Spider-Man animated series again. You can catch that on Hulu. <laughs> Hulu! Hulu! <laughs> uh... Tom Hardy is a great actor, uh, can't wait to see the movie, which is going to be dropping on October 5th, 2018, um, kind of want to see the trailer again, and again, if you've seen the trailer, it's pronounced symbiote, not symbiote, I don't know who the fuck says symbiote, like she gets slapped in the face, uh, symbiote, not symbiote, amateurs, um, So yeah, Venom trailer, been viewed more times. Yeah. Yeah, because Venom is a fan favorite. Like, he's the anti-hero, he's a fan favorite. Everybody likes Venom. Like, everybody likes Venom. Oh, I hope we get Carnage, and Carnage gets a lot more springtime. I hope there's going to be a badass fight between the symbiotes. I really, really hope that's the case. If if Carnage... Venom. If Carnage is going to be played by Woody Harrelson, apparently that's the rumor. If Woody Harrelson does play Carnage... I hope we get a badass fight scene. I really, really do. I don't want to see him for a couple of minutes at the ending of the film just to to, uh, focus on a sequel. I really, really don't. I don't. I want to see a badass film uh, 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 of the the two of them literally beating the shit out of each other. Maybe possibly killing one or the other. Um, That's just me. I'm sure you'll enjoy it too. Uh, Moving on. Uh, Marvel is building, Marvel, as of right now, is, is at the position where it's building, it's, it's, it's kind of weird on how, on how this is written. Um, Marvel, Marvel is at the position where it's building towards an MCU where half of the heroes are women. You know what, I'm not really surprised about this because with Captain Marvel being the face of Phase 4 for the beginning of next year, uh, March 2019, I believe this is counteracting Gotham, Sirens, Birds of Prey. If the DC women are going to be the villains for DC Comics and the DC Extended Universe, then it only makes sense for Marvel's women to be portrayed as heroes. And this is actually good because now you can actually have a balance. You can root for your favorite heroes and you can root for your favorite villains. The problem with the favorite villains, however, is if you're going to see them as villains, they need to do something. Like, if if they're bad guys, obviously it's what they do. Heh, quote Harley Quinn. Another quote for the for the week. Heh, ain't that something? If If you're going to view them as the villains... Then you don't want them to be favored... Um, how How can I say this specifically? They are the protagonists... But you don't want to root them as your heroes... If that makes any sense... Like, if they are the villains... The movie needs to treat them as villains. And I feel like that's where DC Comics may drop the ball a little bit. For Marvel, it's different. Because we see them as heroes. We know them as heroes. For the villains, we need... We can't root for them. Even though they're the fan favorites. Harley Quinn is a huge fan favorite. Um, I think Poison Ivy. I think uh, the Huntress and Black Canary and whoever else is going to be portrayed in the movie... I don't know. Like, at this point, like, we don't know what the real synopsis or the plot is going to be. But, as I said, if they are going to be the villains, treat them as such. That's all I'm- that's all I'm gonna say. Like, use- utilize them as the villains and counteract Marvel's female acquisition. Acquisition. Is that really the word to use? Ah, who cares. Um... For the last piece of news for Marvel, DC Disney is receiving the approval to finally buy Fox. So, it's safe to say that Disney won the bidding. It's uh, again, it's safe to say Disney won the bidding for Fox. So whatever cross mo- crossover movie we're going to get, Fantastic 4, maybe a new Wolverine and Deadpool is going to join the Avengers or the Young Avengers, or the New Avengers, or whoever it is going to be, I would love to freaking see it. You know what? And talking about my last episode, or last few episodes, I talked about how Deadpool needs to utilize the fourth wall a little bit more. Can you imagine what it would be like if he's in a PG-13 or a rated R movie, but then they try to change it to PG-13, and when he says a a curse word, they're actually beeping the sound, and then he was going to be like, what the? Disney what the beep Disney what the beep <laughs> like are you serious? Oh man, that would be funny. It, it, it would downplay his character just a little bit, but it would be hilarious if he actually utilized that fourth wall breaking. It it really would be. Uh I think if I'm not mistaken, the early or late July will probably see Disney and Fox finally merge. And I like the idea. I love the idea. I don't really don't want um, the Fox characters, you know, like Deadpool and Fantastic Four and the X-Men and uh, Silver Surfer and Galactus and whoever else that belongs to Fox to go to Universal, which is the movie right studios under Comcast. I really don't want them to go to them. I really, really don't. It's, 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 just, it's just no need. Just no need for that. No need. Uh, But that's it. That's all we have for this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, As I said, this may be my last time being on Anchor. For the next episode, I'll try to um, go onto iTunes and SoundCloud. I will let everybody know what's going to happen. If I upload on Anchor again, I'll definitely give an update. It depends on what I'm going to buy this weekend. If you guys want to ask questions, comments, concerns, if you guys want to give me points, tips, whatever, uh, if you want to rant on and on about what I'm saying, if you want to give your two cents, you can find me on Twitter at TheMGMagnum, or you can find me on Instagram at MGMagnum715. That's MGMagnum715. Uh, I already gave two quotes in the beginning, not the beginning, but in the middle of the podcast. That's all we have for this week. Um, I will give updates in terms of what's going to happen next week. Uh, stuff always happens. News always breaks. I'm going to try to watch Luke Cage season two. I'm trying to go go into an in-depth review on that. Uh, oh, before I leave, don't forget Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's happening next weekend. If you guys want to see the press conference on YouTube. Uh, you can also view that. Um, I'm not going to watch any more trailers. Uh, I kind of got spoilered who In terms of who the ghost is. I'm actually very excited to see. Michelle Pfeiffer and Lawrence Fishburne. In the movie. And I think the movie is going to touch based on. Michael Douglas, Hank Pym's past, which is going to be exciting, and I know it's going to focus a lot more on the couples aspect of superheroes for, again, Ant-Man and the Wasp. seems like the Wasp are was going to get a lot of good time there. Um... In terms of the review for Incredibles 2, um, really nothing much to say on it, uh... People, this goes back to what I said about people not being happy that apparently they were pissed off that Mrs. Incredible got a fat ass and like, you know, she got, she got thicker and she got a uh, big hips, which I love. She's not even a real character. I don't know why people get pissed off on that. She's not a real character. Um, she looks good. I believe she's voiced by Jodie Foster, if I'm not mistaken. She looks, she sounds very, very familiar like Jodie Foster. The movie focuses a lot on, I know this is a quick review and I'm about to end the podcast uh, episode, but I actually like the movie. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, I give, would give it an 8 out of 10. focuses a lot on the family dynamic in terms of uh, who the character, who the family is and what is important to the family, who is important to the children in terms of what the father tries to do for his family. I don't like the villain's motivation, though. I really, really don't. The, the villain's motivation made sense in the first movie, but it didn't really make much sense in the second film. But if you guys want to see The Incredibles 2, uh, I know this, uh, it's a quick review. 8 out of 10. Go see it. You don't have to rush to see it, but definitely go see it with your family. It's definitely a family film. And highly recommend it in terms of you liking Disney Pixar. That's about it for this uh, week's podcast. Uh, as of right now, we are done, we are through, peace, at the, F out. Later, peeps. You...